This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where we take coffees that some might consider to be tasty, but we consider to be questionable, and we try them, and we commit to giving no bad reviews. And we're going to tell you a little history about the coffee while we're at it. I'm Jenny, and I run all of the operations at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. Steph tells me I have to say that. She says I have to say it many times throughout the episode. <laughs> say it loud. Say it proud. Modest Coffee. Woo. Woo. Right. Dot com. No, it's not modestcoffee.com. Oh, fuck. You're right. It's not. Modest.coffee. Modest.coffee. Slash no bad reviews. Slash no bad reviews. All right. Go ahead, Modest. I mean, Modest. I'm Mr. Modest. <laughs> From the Twinkies episode. Marcus. You're can, Mr. Modest. Marcus C. MC Coffee Guy. <laughs> Modest Coffee. Um, my name is Marcus, and I am the green coffee buyer and good food award-winning coffee roaster of Modest Coffee as well. And I like turtles. <laughs> huh. Have you seen that Zombie Kid video from the early days of the internet? No. Okay, well, we'll have to play it for you. So I can finally understand the yes, inside joke. you can understand this podcast. joke, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I'm the employee of the month. 35 months running, you 35. guys. 35. Um, if you couldn't tell, this intro was kind of a hot mess, but maybe that's because <laughs> <laughs> we just got back from vacation. Marcus and I took the children to the great state of Oregon, and it was beautiful. We went to Portland. We went to the coast. Uh, we have listeners in Oregon, in that area, too, specifically, we love your state. We love where you live. It's beautiful and amazing. Two out of three children have committed to moving there oh. um, in a few short years. And so we've lost two kids to Oregon, which is fine because that means we get to go visit there frequently. Maybe even have an excuse, I don't know, to have a vacation home. Is that how people end up moving, though? They're like, Astoria. Oh, Astoria. Yeah. That was a cool city for, yeah, sure. for sure. Cannon Beach. We stayed in Cannon Beach. Amazing. Beautiful. I was expecting it to be more touristy because, you know, the Goonies rock and everything. Right. I it didn't feel cans. touristy. <laughs> well, that, I'm sure they will apologize to you for not having enough cannons. It was really cool. It was so cool. Yeah. yeah so, you know, uh, a lot of times vacation places are hyped up and they don't deliver. But that vacation destination was 100% exactly awesome. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Kuova Coffee. Kuova. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but they, they know who they are. And uh, the baristas um, that I met, very super cool, all of them, mm-hmm. um, and had some really great coffee that made me re. Oh my god, such good coffee! My life. They're a fellow Good Food Award winning coffee roaster. Yeah. And so oh. um, they had some. Well, w- one standout coffee that was just amazing, and I was like, oh god, definitely Ethio- Ethiopia Ambessa. I forget what I it was. Know. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a, a bar to try to work towards for sure. Their coffee was so good. Some did of the you best coffee I've ever had. Bring some back for the. Are we drinking oh, we some sure on a podcast we will. soon? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. definitely. Yeah. We brought back awesome. a couple bags. Yeah. Uh, so we're definitely going to try that. Pro- we need to try it in an episode soon, though, because um, probably in May, because, you know, you don't want it to go bad or whatever. No, Although it yeah. was very freshly roasted. So yeah, it's everything fine. was like less than seven days old that I got. So really great coffee. Fresh. I was very jealous looking at all your pictures. I. I love Oregon also. It's been like 15 years since I visited there, but yes, beautiful. Love it there. I saw you had snow. In we Chicago. had snow every day while you were gone. Aww. It was awful here. You missed the worst weather. Good. It would rain and then it would snow Ugh. and it was terrible. Yeah. You know what? Fuck this spring. 
Yeah. Spring has been so shitty. <laughs> they all are. You think, oh, it's March, it's April, it's going to be better. It's not better. It's no. three months of February. It totally right. is. And it's a huge disappointment because you're expecting it to be nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we got to move a couple hours south if we want any well, nice Well, not a couple hours directly south of here. Hard pass. But yeah, we need to go <laughs> you don't like, like Kankakee? Four hours south. Uh, Southern Illinois? Oh, man. University? I'm- no. Carbondale, you, you Murfreesboro. Go, oh, yeah, God. party town. You know, I did like champagne. <laughs> I don't think champagne is far enough to make a difference. Oh, I would I would argue that really? I would argue that when hmm. I was taking Elsa down there, I was astonished at the difference in weather that just going to Champagne. And maybe it was just the city of Champagne, but it was always like 10 degrees warmer in Champagne. And it could be like snowing in Chicago and sunny skies in Champagne. It was insane. That is the part of the state that my mom's family is from. Oh. So I'd be that would be a real homecoming. Oh. Hard pass. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going. Right. Um, well, I guess that's a good segue into places that we've talked shit about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna clarify. Mm-hmm. Is it time to make the clarification? I guess it kind of is. It's just a quick clarification. In our Twinkies last episode, I uh, talked a little shit about the state of Indiana. I just I said fuck that state, mm-hmm. and then I asked Marcus to cut that out, and then Marcus said no, I'm leaving it. <laughs> I just it was a joke. It was like a knee jerk reaction for those of you not from the Midwest. Indiana There's a rivalry. I think that Indiana is like the New Jersey of the Midwest. Oh, that's how lovely. I would describe it. Well, I mean, I think because people are always. From the East Coast, rag on New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear it a lot. I hear a lot of jokes. I'm not from the East Coast, so I don't know. But my assumption is it's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. I feel like Indiana is that way for people from Chicago. Yeah, like New Jersey's the butt. Indiana's like the armpit. That's what, <laughs> that is the pe- what people say. Indiana has some beauty to it, for sure. Not all the people in Indiana suck. Um, I can think of one specific person... <laughs> From the state of Indiana. It's pretty well known. And I think he kind of sucks. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't want to hurt Indiana's feelings. I think that they already feel a little hurt probably because people just from Illinois want to get through their state and get to Michigan. Um, you know, I don't think Indiana gets enough love. I just think Indiana is one of those states that is definitely better with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're gonna go to indiana definitely get wasted before you hit the road just skip the cream and sugar and just go straight to the whiskey straight to the whiskey, whiskey on that right. um the entire yep. state sorry indiana no <laughs> you're light great. it on fire no. I'm, there are, <laughs> that was a joke no that's that was a, a joke that's too a joke. sorry indiana please don't hate us we have listeners in indiana and we love you dearly if you're if you don't listen to our podcast in indiana though fuck you <laughs> yeah. i mean they kidding. won't know just kidding. They won't know. We love you if you're listening. Barely have electricity. Can you stop? <laughs> Although there are a lot of Amish people in Indiana. Are there? Oh, I think so. Funny. Yeah, there that. is. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely not listening to this It's podcast. all the way on the other side of the state, I think. Huh. They have beautiful Indiana dunes. Did you oh, hear yeah. about that kid, though, that got swallowed up by the Indiana dunes like One 10 kid. years ago? One kid. <laughs> the Indiana dunes even hate people from Chicago. I, um, that's fucked up. Every time we go to the dunes, I get like really scared that my kids are going to get sucked in, even Terrifying. though that was such a bizarre one off. Well, still... the fact that they don't know why it happened Ugh. to me, that says like, because they closed down the dunes for a long time to try to investigate what happened and they never came to a conclusive. Wow. That to really? me says, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to avoid there, the dunes. Just, I, I remember reading an article, some hypothesis about like limestone sinkhole, you know. Maybe. I don't know. Pocket. All I know is last time I looked into it, they had no idea. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe fuck that. Just best to avoid Indiana altogether. Just, yeah. just you know just what? Just go right. Just keep driving to Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. We just said that we're not going to say anything bad about Indiana. You have a lovely state. It's a drive beautiful through. drive through to Michigan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Indiana podcasts can say whatever they want about Illinois. Yeah. Illinois clearly sucks, too. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Right. We are not saying Indi- or Illinois is superior to Indiana. Right. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> just that Chicago is. I just learned recently <laughs> that they called this fibs. Fucking Illinois bastards. Yeah. For those of you who aren't from uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, or Indiana. Right. You hate us. You hate us too. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> it's equal, it's the feelings mutual, asshole. Build right. a wall. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's plenty of people who would be happy right. to build a wall around the Chicago and its suburbs. Oh, I'm sure. Of it. Like everybody surrounding Chicago and the suburbs are like, fuck you guys and your liberalness and taking our money. Or something. I don't know. Or spending your money and giving all those jobs across all those fucking piss poor states. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? We're we're all in this together. Aww, yeah, we are nice. all in this together. Yeah, we are one country united over our love. The United of States coffee brings yes. us together. Yes, you know we love you, Indiana. Our love of coffee knows no borders. Despite the jokes, we love you, Indiana. Right. Well, at least I give you no bad review. Yeah, that was a, the best really clarification hard. I think we've had. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good about that clarification. I would like to take back my fuck you. I'll just take that back in my clarification. Never really, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's Should good. I leave the sentiment? I'll you take know, I back the words? I think we've said enough. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your support, Indiana. We really appreciate you when you're listening. And this is a great segue to remind Indiana that we you can support us more through Patreon. <laughs> oh, wait. I do want to say one more clarification. Well, it's not a clarification, but it's a just a little piece of business. We ended our subscriber giveaway of a free Aww. bag of Modest Coffee last episode. But we still had somebody send in a screenshot. And I was like, oh. So this is what I thought. I thought that what we could do is maybe bring back the subscriber giveaway again in the future. So if you subscribe, do you want to send us a screenshot? We'll do this periodically. Maybe every so often we'll pick a subscriber, um, some random episodes. You never know when it's going to come. But I was thinking that I would like to still send out a thank you to anybody who subscribed and our listeners. So if you subscribe, you know, still send us a screenshot either to our email at hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com or on social media at nobadreviewspod, either of those places, and I will send you a 20% off coupon at Modest Coffee. Oh, yay. Dang. So, you know, you could, if you bought enough coffee, it would be like getting one bag for free. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Then everybody's a winner. Yeah, and so if you've already subscribed, I'll go find you wherever you contacted us, and I'll send you a coupon code, too. That's great. um, Yeah, feel free. Continue sending those screenshots in. Everybody's a winner. I love this. Everybody is a winner except whoever has to fill all those goddamn bags of coffee. (laughs) You know, that employee of the month is not going to earn itself. (laughs) Yeah, you better get to work, Steph. I don't think you're working hard enough. Aww. I'm just kidding. You're always like, <laughs> <That's> yeah. <sad. laughs> like your your kids, your kidding is hurtful. Whether or not Did I you hurt know your it. feelings, I, I don't know if I, you okay. could hurt my feelings. I've already <laughs> given you a pink car, a sign on your own parking spot. I'm watching Steph write all these things down so that that says Colonel on when it when she sees us. <laughs> your face on a plaque. <laughs> 35 times. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to make a joke every once in a while. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Mark. Feel free to send in a screenshot. And if you've already sent one in, I'm going to be sending out a lot of responses with the 20% off coupon code. Awesome. Cool. cool. So what's next Thanks on? Thanks to our sponsor. Today we have... Okay, so... It is Steph's birthday episode. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Steph. And we had a really fun episode planned, and I was going to do the research and give Steph a little break, and then I've had a really tough time getting the coffee that we need for our next episode. And so we had to quick, last-minute switch around things. Um, So Steph spent all day yesterday doing the research for this coffee when she should have been relaxing on her birthday weekend. On a birthday weekend, she didn't feel well anyways. But Steph (laughs) was the MVP. She pulled it out. She did a great job, I'm sure, because I love listening to a Steph story. And we are doing Oakland Coffee, which is also, a.k.a. Green Day, the band of the 90s. Uh, coffee. Welcome to paradise. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That that was me playing a Green Day song with my mouth. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> don't say they're the band of the 90s, though. Are really? they still current? Are they more than the 90s? I still listened to their latest album yesterday, and it's really good. Really? Nice. Yeah. They have a latest album. Yeah. It from, is like, the 2020? From 2021, and Dang. it is called Father of All Motherfuckers, and it's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> well, with recommend. a name like that, I have to love it. I already love it. Five stars. 
Before we get into it, I have to tell you, I feel like this podcast has a lot of weird coincidences, right? Yeah, so, totally. Like Twinkies was right around Twinkies' birthday. And then what was the other one? That Coke we was right around oh, yeah, Coke. Coke's birthday, which mm. we didn't even realize until mm. after the episode aired. Yeah, that's crazy. The episode that we had planned for today, I don't think I'm giving away anything because you mentioned in a previous episode that it was an out-of-this-world episode. Yeah. Which hopefully we will be able to do next week because I've now ordered that coffee from three different places. Oh my and God. Somebody better fucking deliver it, it to me be by Friday. Good if we end up with three bags of it. Yeah. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day, it's is his birthday. the nephew the of nephew. Neil Armstrong, <gasps> what? the first man to walk on the moon. Are really? you kidding me? Isn't that crazy? That is wow. so crazy. So, what? Out of this world the adjacent. Nephew? We're still. Look, we're going to be doing an out of this world. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, it's well, out of this a, world month. There's a star involved in this coffee somehow. So, you know. That's true. A star was born from a star. I hope it doesn't that went taste to the like stars. dookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there might be some, we might be able to make a lot of dookie jokes. I this think episode. there will be a lot of dookie uh, jokes. Does it smell like it? <laughs> you have to wait for the olfactory reveal. Oh, that's, that's right. Are you well, guys? I can't wait to hear a kerplunk in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> are you a green day fan or do you just know the names of every album? i've never heard marcus listen to green day ever uh actually it's one of the few songs that i will uh, karaoke is uh basket case mm. mm-hmm. i know that Excellent. and white wedding yeah and white wedding yeah <laughs> i don't like karaoke but marcus does like to he does put on a good show yes karaoke do you want to give us a little bit of basket case right now or um that's okay. You got to play. I, there's the, probably a copyright infringement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We don't want to copyright. You all you can go is like do 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 do. Am I done? There you go. Yeah, something that's completely indistinguishable. Yeah. They'll come after you and be like, no, that's not it. That was my own original. Well, I'm gonna have to went to a shrink. Maybe I'll have to analyze my dreams. I don't know. I'm not like a huge Green Day fan, or I wasn't. Like, I was sort of a casual Green Day fan. I was probably a casual as well. I listened to them on the radio. I thought they were really cool when I was 12. I like all the hits. Yeah, the hits. Yeah. Sing along with it. But Mm -hmm. after yesterday, I I like read every interview I could find. I listened to all the albums. I watched a bunch of videos. I think I love Green Day now. Oh, good. These guys are great. Ugh, I was so worried that we were going to learn something terrible no, about Green Day. This I have is right. no scandals. They, oh, I mean, goodness. they got into a little bit of like rock star, you know, how they get drunk and smash things sometimes. But nothing bad. Nothing bad. So. Good. Thanks, Billy what Joe, for not like? being a what dick. What do you love most about Okay, so first of all, these guys were all like child prodigy musicians. Like you think punk rock and you think... You don't even need to really know how to play instruments to right. yeah. or play sing punk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all of them, like as kids, Mike Durnt, the guitar player, started out playing guitar. He now plays bass because their original bassist quit. So like right at the beginning, he switched over to bass. Mike Durnt was that dork kid who would like be in the high school cafeteria with his guitar, just like constantly practicing. Everywhere he went, he had the guitar, but not plugged into anything. Aww. So it just That's made so cute. that funny noise like durnt, durnt, yeah. So everybody started calling him Durnt. Oh. So he changed his last name to Mike Durnt. Oh, I love that. He just owned it. Billy Joe Armstrong started composing songs when he was five years old. He's like the Mozart of punk rock. Wow. He asked somebody, like, how do you write a song? And they were like, oh, it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he sat down and composed a song. That's insane. Yeah. He was singing in, like, retirement homes and stuff like that when he yeah. was five. What songs does a five-year-old sing to an old person? Yeah. I don't, nothing about masturbation. It right. wasn't one of those. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No? It was like, <laughs> you know, stealing cookies from the cookie jar or something. I just thought that's who he was. He was, yeah. like, a big Beatles fan. He might have just been doing Beatles songs. Sure. That's so cute. Yeah. Okay. This is really adorable. Um, yeah. They're all, like, kind of cute kids. Trey Cool is the drummer. I Did he even... change his last name? Yeah, cool? he changed his first name to Trey. Somebody changed Are it for him. Are you joking? I'm not. Legally? Name... Yeah. I don't even know what his real name is. <laughs> I didn't even write it down. He is Trey Cool. He had a family friend 
who worked for like a small recording studio. And the friend came to him because Trey Cool was like a drummer. And the friend came to him and said, listen, I have this band. Something happened to their drummer. They're in the studio. They need to record. I need you to just come play drums with this band. And also I'm changing your name to Trey Cool. And it was that guy's (laughs) idea. So he went and played drums in the studio with this band. He was 12 years old when that happened. So all three of them, music has been their thing their whole lives. They're prodigies. Yes, totally. Literal prodigies. Okay, this is amazing. Did they have another family friend that was like an attorney that specialized in name changes? Because I feel like there's a lot of name changing, (laughs) like just out of whim. It is kind of weird, isn't it? So Billy and Mike went to elementary school together. They both had kind of rough childhoods. Billy's dad died when he was like 10 and his mom had to go back to work. There were like six kids. His mom was working all the time. Shitty new stepdad came into the picture really quickly after Uh. his dad's death. It was kind of like a bad scene at his house. And then... This is really sad. Mike was born on heroin. He had a heroin addicted mother... He was adopted immediately as an infant. Uh. But the people who adopted him, things that wasn't like a super stable home either. They ended up divorcing. He got shuffled around a lot. These poor kids. I really hate these kind of stories. They're really upsetting to me. So Mike and Billy met when they were like 10 in elementary school. They met in the cafeteria and immediately developed a super close bond. They were both really into music and they both had these shitty home lives and they just were like Mm. instant brothers. That's really sweet. I'm glad that they found each other. Yeah, me too. We wouldn't have this coffee. If they hadn't found each other when they were 10 years old. That's really the accomplishment that matters. That's right. (laughs) So they were 15 years old when they played their first live gig. It was Billy and Mike and a couple other kids. They had their first performance at Rod's Hickory Pit in Vallejo, (laughs) California, where Billy's mom was a waitress. That was their first gig. This is so freaking cute. I probably would have had a huge crush on these boys when I was 15 and they were 15. (laughs) You know what? Billy Joe doesn't look bad today. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to Google him. I'd like to go back and just be friends with him. I'm going to Google him right now and Marcus is going to be jealous. (laughs) He doesn't like when I have crushes on other guys. (laughs) You know, it's fine. Whatever. Um, their band name I mean, back then. I think then, he's cute. He's, he's cute. totally cute. Fuck yeah. that guy. I think he's. <laughs> <laughs> his hair is not exactly my type. Yeah, no, he's got. He's got some really kind of crazy hair going yeah. on. Yeah, what what's his beard look like? Rock. I don't like that eyeliner either. You know what? You oh, can I, you I, can have him. I almost wore funny eyeliner today. <laughs> totally forgot that I had that idea yesterday. Um, you know, Marcus, you're more my type. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> I'm glad this marriage is going to work out after all. That was a sticky moment there. Um, I'm fly to Paloma or whatever and punch Billy Joe in the mouth. <laughs> Mike, what does Mike look like? Uh, What's his oh. <laughs> I mean, he, he, no bad reviews. He's fine. Billy Joe's definitely the front Creamy man. sugar or with alcohol? <laughs> uh. I, I think Mike might be the, the smart, sensitive one. Straight I to don't whiskey. Know. I, don't know. I like a smart, fine. sensitive Aww. guy. He's oh, really he's into cooking and gardening. Oh, and yeah. like he sounds that. so yeah. sweet. He, okay. Billy Joe said that Mike is basically just turned into a farmer. Like <laughs> so Mike might be more your type, Jenny. Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to see how he looks. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm not shallow. I'm curious. All right. I'm not, you know, no bad reviews <laughs> to these guys at all. He kind of looks a little bit like a young Putin in this one picture. Like if Putin Is he shirtless? Were, no. On a horse? Riding a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. He's riding a bear. But with a tank top. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so if Putin were young, chill, doesn't he look a little bit like... Oh, you know what? I can see that. Yeah. 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 So if you're into like Russian baddies, <laughs> <laughs> not baddies in a good way, like baddies in an evil way. Okay. Okay. So we're all 15 years old and we're at Rod's Hickory Pit. This is adorable. Okay. And yeah. um, the band's name at that time is Sweet Children. Aww. I actually don't know how punk they were at that point. Yeah. If they were like what, or if they were doing, co- I don't know what Beatles they were covers. Yeah. I mean, sure. Sweet Children would be a great name for like a young punk band, though. Yeah. They had to change their name because there was a similarly named band and there was some confusion. Um, so, do you know what Green Day means? Uh, does it have something to do with the environment? No. Weed. Yes. Okay. I thought weed first, but I decided, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's not weed. 
Um, these guys love the environment, but they have loved weed more and for longer. Green Day is like San Francisco area slang for a day where you smoke too much weed and get nothing accomplished. <laughs> it's like a wasted day. It's a green day. Oh, I, I love that. that. That's yeah. a great term. Yeah. Love it. So they were like 16 when they chose that name. Billy Joe says it's the most stupid band name of all time. What? No he way. He's like so mad at himself for picking it <laughs> when he was 16 years old. No way. I think it's great for like my impression of who Green Day is. It fits perfectly with the vibe. I yeah. think it's a great name. I think it's yeah, a great name. Yeah, but it's like getting a tattoo when you're 18 mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I fucking love that tattoo. And you're like, yeah. why did I get one off the shelf? Yeah, now yeah, that's 50. Like, and, that's like my yeah. Chinese character tattoo from when I was 16. <laughs> Does it say Green Day? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it actually says 420. <laughs> I'm also kidding. My dad took me to get a tattoo and he oh refused to let me pick one off the wall. He's like, if you want a Chinese character, because those were all the rage in the late 90s. Right. He's like, you got to do the research and find out what one actually Well, means. he was right. Yeah. Your dad was right that one time. I don't even remember what it means, to be quite honest. Oh, no. It's so stupid. Where is the Chinese character? It's on my back. It's really small because I was like wimpy. It only cost 60 bucks. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Not the most memorable part of your body, apparently. (laughs) It's not on my boobs. (laughs) Well, I got something to look for now. (laughs) (laughs) So they changed their name in 1989. They were 17. um, And they released their first album, which was called A Thousand Hours. You know what? These kids are 50 now. Wow. That's a long time. 33 years. They're 50? They're 50. And they're still putting out music. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that that's pretty cool that they were little like child prodigies and they're still doing it to this day although billy joe's a little old for eyeliner don't you think (laughs) (laughs) it does give me like avril lavigne vibes i don't know if those are the vibes he wants to give (laughs) she's a little old to be a angsty teenager don't you think yeah (laughs) sorry avril no bad reviews um In 1990, they released their first studio album, 39 Smooth. This is when Trey Cool joins the band. Here's what happened to their first drummer. Billy Joe and Mike didn't graduate from high school. They both dropped out. I think Mike got his GED. But their drummer did graduate from high school. They did a short little, like, local tour over the summer. And then their drummer was like, I need to think about my future. (sighs) I promised my mom I'd go to community college. <sighs> Left the band. Oh. He probably kicks himself to this day about that. I mean, it was like right before Kerplunk <sighs> came out. <laughs> He's got to be like, shit, man. What was I thinking? Well, I don't know. Maybe he got a you know job in accounting or something is happy. I hope he's real successful yeah. in whatever path he chose. <laughs> I mean, he clearly didn't have that impulsive nature to just follow his dreams. He wasn't punk rock enough. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Trey Cool joined the band and his dad converted an old bookmobile into a tour bus. Oh, Their first like so cute. big tour was like four stops in the Midwest. And the only reason they did it was because Billy Joe had a crush on some girl in like Minnesota or someplace. So he like concocted this whole tour so that he could go and visit her. Did they meet through AOL? I don't remember how they met, but they did get married four years later, and they're no still way. married. No they're way. They're still married? Are you serious? Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. I would say this, that was a successful tour. Isn't that cute? This whole story so far is so wholesome and just wonderful. Mm. Everything they do, it feels like a little bit is just following their hearts and their dreams yeah. and not really thinking about the long-term consequences, not even believing that something could go wrong. They're just like, I'm going to do this because it's what I think is right. And it's all working out for them. Yeah. It's, aren't they great? It's like, it's so amazing. <laughs> I love that kind of thing. It's really nice. Love. And Minnesota. <laughs> I know. It sounds surprising, but it can happen there too. <laughs> um, after Kerplunk sold like 50,000 albums, there was a bidding war. They had been signed to Lookout Records, like a small local. Isn't that like the California punk label? Maybe it is. So they end up with Reprise. That company was formed in 1960 by... 
Frank Sinatra. I did. I because was, he wanted more artistic freedom. Were you right? You I was right. Yeah, they've got like all the punk bands of that era cool. on their label. I knew it. Awesome. Right. Well, they ended up going with Reprise after, after they, they sold went all mainstream. those albums. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you sell that many albums, it doesn't matter. Like where you start, you're then considered mainstream. So they recorded Dookie with them um, in 1994. Dookie was their big commercial success. Oh, yeah, for sure. They were on MTV all the time. They sold 10 million copies in the U.S. Didn't they win a Grammy? Did they um, win a Grammy? They won a bunch of Grammys. Okay. They won Best Alternative Album for Dookie in 95. They were nominated for like nine MTV Music Awards. This is the era where... Nobody said their life was a bore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woodstock 94, they started that big mud fight. That was their fault. They started that. A bunch of fans rushed the stage. Everyone was covered in mud. A security guard mistook Mike Dirnt for a crazy fan, tackled him, and punched out a bunch of his teeth. Holy shit. He ended up having emergency oral surgery. Holy fuck. (laughs) At the end of that concert. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There was a little mayhem like that. Damn. Around this time... I think after the Grammy, Billy Joe did an interview with Rolling Stone where he talked about a place that they used to hang out called Gilman Street. It was an all-ages punk club in San Francisco. And so when they were teenagers and in high school, they were hanging out there all the time. Mike and Billy Joe were both security there for a while. They performed there. You know, it was like the late 80s. There wasn't internet. You had to go out into the world and find your people. So like an all-ages punk club, like... Oh, yeah. This was their community. And so Billy Joe did this interview where he said, like, he couldn't go back there. Like, he's a rock star now. Yeah, he's too big. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys got beaten up there. (gasps) He, like, went back to this club. Because he got too big? And they were like, you fucking rock star and broke his leg. He had to, like, cancel a tour. Broke his leg? Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, I mean, that is, like, a little extreme. Like, those people weren't really your friends to begin with. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, you get a couple bad apples. Yes. In the punk scene. Yeah, that's right. true. You I get would a, imagine. Eh, you get a yeah. lot of tough guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Billy Joe talks about how, like, you can't go home anymore when you reach a certain level. And I think for, like, if you're a punk, I mean, if you want to be a rock star, you want to be a rock star. But if you're, like, a punk at heart and then you have all this, like, mainstream success, like, they were credited with bringing punk rock to the mainstream mm-hmm. like and effectively killing it from, yeah. yeah the 90s i feel like were so about underground and grassroots music i mean you had raves super underground chicago the punk scene the fireside bowling alley oh right i mean the 90s were like the epitome of underground not well known not selling out i mean i remember like smashing pumpkin they got a bunch of flack for selling mm. out so i could totally see that especially during that time period yeah right it's totally yeah. different it's nowadays different. it's yeah. like you're, your like, people can be anywhere and everywhere and you can have a million followers and nobody's ever heard of you, you right. right yeah so. exactly uh, so you can still be underground while also like wildly popular right they did end up finally going back just a few years ago they had some kind of reunion show at gilman street and is it still um, like a kids punk rock venue yeah i guess so no it's way. still like an all-ages music venue. I don't know that it's still I think the area has changed a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Since when these guys were there, they talk about like their first fucked up apartment above a warehouse where it was just like really kind of skid row type situation. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so they won all those awards. 1995 Insomniac came out. A couple more albums. They've done like 13 albums. They put out a lot of albums. Wow. 2003 American Idiot. Mm, Yeah. The rock opera. They turned it into a Broadway musical they were nominated for three Tony what? Awards. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to be an American idiot. Who wants to be an American idiot? I like that that song had a big resurgence when Trump was elected. <laughs> uh, 2015, their first year of eligibility, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. Wow. They didn't Without even vote question. on it? question. Yeah. Like, you're in. Yeah. I mean, I think they voted, but I think it was a pretty Has Avril Lavigne gotten in yet? <laughs> she's canadian she's not allowed in the american rock and roll hall of fame really i know that she's canadian i don't know about that all right i wonder Maybe how drake would feel about that drake's not allowed in either 
And Dolly Parton, like, doesn't want to be in. Oh, that was nice. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Dolly Parton, what a treasure. She's the best. I know. Love her. Oh, American treasure. Uh, she took over from Betty White. Mm. Now, yeah, now Dolly Parton favorite old lady. is the, mm-hmm. the new favorite You're old You're right. Lady. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, she's America's that. matriarch. Yep. Yes. She holds that, that torch now. Um, so in addition to selling 60 million albums as Green Day, these guys all have dozens of side projects. Hmm. Some of them, just the three of them, we're just going to play different music under a different band name, but it's still just us. Wow. And sometimes just like one or two of them doing different things. They had one band where it was just the three of them, but they wore masks <laughs> and for years refused to admit that it was really them, even though it was like super obvious yeah. that it was really them. Right. Well, you know, you think Did they like, play a different genre too? Well, that's what I was about to say. It's like you have your persona is Green Day and you have to stick to that persona. You can't really go outside of that. So if it's like if you want to explore something else, some other creativity that you have, you have to make it separate. Like if Marcus yeah. and I wanted to do a different type of coffee, we would have to start a different brand so we didn't muddy the modest coffee brand. Right. Your flavored coffee pods would right. come yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted by Trilliant. Yeah. Overseen by Modest. Um, I'll do an yeah. espresso um, like pod company. We'll call it American Idiot. <laughs> You know what? Leave that one to Green Day. Okay. They like that's their thing. You can't take. Well, their they name. came into my space. Why can't I go into theirs? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, you'd have to start a band then. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll they call can... it Brown Day. What? <laughs> <laughs> what about Brown Night? <laughs> so yeah, that's Green Day. Yeah, it's a band. Yeah, it's music. But really, it's also a brand. Right. That's their brand. And also, they've. It's been decades, you would Mm -hmm. think, as they age. And since they're like musicians, that they would want to experiment with some different genres. Yeah, they're not going to mess up their their main brand. Um, I'm going to move on to the coffee now, but I'm going to leave us with a quote from Billy Joe. Sometimes I think we've become redundant because we're this big band now. We've made a lot of money. We're not punk rock anymore. But then I think about it and just say, you can take us out of a punk rock environment but you can't take the punk rock out of us. Hell yeah. Spoken like a true punk rocker. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Green Day. Yeah, that's Green easy, Day. easy to say when he's like counting his money. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Sell out. Right? Break your legs, man. Yeah. Uh, so coffee. Yeah, so they weren't doing enough being musicians. They had to do coffee yeah. on top of it. You know, they own a couple restaurants too. I, it sounds like they've infused some of their money into their community. Okay. Like they have some charities that they are real vocal about as well, but um, their investments are like a little more personal. I'm hopeful that their restaurants that they're doing, that they're opening that up to young kids to play their music in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cute. I meant to look up the restaurants. I didn't get around to doing that. They are called... You were on a time crunch. I was on a time You're crunch. You are on a time crunch. You couldn't, you couldn't go down the rabbit holes like you normally might. I'm going to find the name of the restaurant in my notes somewhere. They do serve their own coffee in there. Oh, Rudy's Can't Fail Cafe. Aww. There are two of them in the Oakland area. Okay. Um, so they got into coffee because they they were frustrated when they went on tour. They couldn't find good coffee. They didn't know where to go to find good coffee. They were like bringing coffee with them from home because they wanted good coffee while they were I would touring. say nowadays they could definitely find good coffee yeah. anywhere they're going yeah. for sure. But maybe back then. Maybe in 2000 or whatever yeah. it was harder to do. So um, they started experimenting like in their own kitchens with roasting. I, I mean, it kind of sounds like the way you started, Marcus. Like Everybody does. I don't know if they had a, the same kind of popcorn popper situation or what, but that's what they were doing for a while. That's when it was popular. You know, mm. people were, were learning about it. And Gadget, I think, did an article and talked about how easy it was to do the home roasting. And, and so, yeah, a lot of people started yeah. that way. Cool. So that's what they were doing. And taking their own coffee with them on tour. And then at some point, they started doing that in like 2004. And it was around 2014 that they decided maybe people would be interested in trying our coffee. Ha, idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, these guys definitely have the money to invest in marketing and everything else. So they were roasting their own coffee in their kitchens, just like old Marky Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark Contoldo, not Marky Mark Wahlberg. Right. 
do, do people call you Marky Mark? Is this I the first time? Call myself that. Oh, that's He's cute. Yeah, so hearing that. Maybe, How many of them are roasting in their kitchen? So it sounds like, I mean, Trey's name is kind of on the coffee website in a couple places, but it seems like this was Billy Joe and Mike who were all about the coffee. It seems like their thing. It made me real optimistic. And then I looked at their website and I got a little. This is the only part of the episode where I feel a little disappointed because it was kind of obvious when I looked at their website, like country of origin? No. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're like really, really, really into their compostable packaging. Yes. And it seems like that's where it ends. Yeah. With like everything. They're like, we're going to give a real hard shit about packaging. Right. And that was supposedly like really, really important to them. And Mike says they were like hands on when they were learning about the packaging and all that. But, um, you know, when you look at this roast, father of all dark roasts on the Oakland Coffee Works website, it says Billy Joe is like personally perfected this roast. And you have this image of Billy Joe standing over a, a roaster. Right. And that I'm certain that is not the way this went. That's what I wanted to know. Are they, are either of them actually in front of their, you know, 10 kilo roaster, you know, doing the, doing the thing? <sighs> the coffee is distributed by Oakland Coffee Works. <sighs> so they're using a, a toll, ro- they're toll roasting it. I looked at the Google view of their warehouse and there's definitely not a roaster in there. There's <sighs> no exhaust at all. There's no chimney. Oh man, um, this is a disappointment. And especially because the story... Wait, Oakland Coffee Works? There's Mm -hmm. no roaster? There's no roast. They're not roasting the coffee. What does it say on the back? So maybe they are roasting in their kitchen still. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, they got to be roasting it somewhere. Well, that's my confusion. I'm like, clearly they had enough of an interest to do the whole popcorn popper. Right. But then, like... Like, you don't jump from that. And then they're like, well, you know what? I actually don't have a passion for coffee roasting. I just have a passion for selling coffee. Right. When when they were looking for packaging, I it thought was, we were kindred spirits, Billy Joe. I'm sorry to just I know I spent like the whole Oh you God. are a fucking sellout, man. I spent the whole day being so excited about Green Day. And then around 6 o'clock at night, <laughs> I finally started digging into the coffee part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Um, so when they were looking for packaging, they found another coffee company. The San Francisco Bay Coffee Company was already working on compostable packaging. And so they teamed up with them on packaging. I can only assume that that is who is also roasting their coffee. Mm. Uh. It's actually um, the Rogers Family Company owns the San Francisco Bay Coffee Company and the Organic Coffee Company. Mm. So I just want to point out, though, like they're so big into their compostable packaging. Mm -hmm. But this is um, I'm looking at the bag and it says commercially compostable only Mm. facilities may not exist in your area. And this is like a major problem to me because it's not many people have commercial composting. So I feel like if you're going to go through all this effort to like build your brand and advertise it across your bag, compostable bag, and have that be basically the foundation of your company, it should really be backyard compostable. Here's where I got really sad again. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is not biodegradable. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. You cannot put it in your backyard compost bin. I mean, I guess it'll break down eventually in like 300 years years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, all of this, the bags and the pods have to be saved and taken to a commercial composter so that's not really it's not really no it's not really yeah i think it's better than traditional packaging sure sure but to put across your bag certified compostable bag but then have an asterisk that says see back for details right and then the back is like actually this probably isn't compostable where you live so sorry so Oakland Coffee Works isn't making the coffee and the bags aren't really compostable. That's kind of where we end up here. You know what? Now I am feeling disappointed. Like this whole time I was like, you know what? You don't deserve to have your legs broken for being a sellout. It's okay. <laughs> you guys have really done it. But now I'm feeling a little bitter at them because I'm like, 
this is also like a sellout. I In feel a like. way, is this not the most punk rock way to sell coffee, though? <laughs> Explain. Yeah, like he's thinking, oh, we're going to change the world. And then we're going to instead not do that. And that's punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about the Rogers family company who oh, roasts man. this Did coffee. Did they also suck as much as this packaging? No, there's a... Okay, good. I don't think they suck. There's a pretty interesting story about that. Okay. Is there a large asterisk? <laughs> I don't think they suck, asterisk. Okay. I See think, that for details. Let me say this. The enemy of our enemy is our friend, okay, the always. Rogers family company. The company was founded by John and Barbara Rogers in 1979. The same era, 1979. <laughs> that was the time? That is the era. Um, Everything back, happened 1979. Back when punk was real in the 70s. Yeah, of course. Um, the Ramones era of punk. The Sex Pistols era yeah. of punk. <laughs> <laughs> when it was still back in Britain. Barbara and John had four kids. Two of them were in high school. Two of them were in college. They had saved up enough money for all four kids to go to college. John abruptly decided that he hated his corporate job and he was going to quit and become a coffee roaster. And he informed all four kids that he was no longer paying for their college and they had to all go get jobs. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> That's punk rock. He took out a second mortgage. He bought a failing. It was like a tea company that sold coffee but didn't roast it. He turned it into a coffee roastery. It's now being run by his grandkids. This sounds just like your story, Marcus. Mm. Marcus was like, "I'm gonna, sell, I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> Children, you have no college money. I'm gonna cash out my retirement and take out a second mortgage." Yeah, no, I'm like cringing a little bit. <laughs> Did it work out? They sell and roast forty million pounds of coffee Whoa. annually. Oh, they're crushing it. So yeah, forty yeah. million yeah. pounds. Fuck. Cool. That is so much coffee. Well, whose enemy are they? They filed a lawsuit against Keurig. Oh, nice. all right. Keurig sued them, actually, first. In 2011, all of this happens, by the way, before Jab Holdings is involved. It's Keurig Green Mountain, period. Okay. okay. So in 2011, the Rogers Company develops a 97% biodegradable. Oh, biodegradable. Coffee pod to fit in the Keurig machines. Keurig says, fuck you. Oh, yeah. I remember they were quite litigious once upon a time. And sued the Rogers Company in 2011. Shit, man. And for um, copyright infringement, they said, um, we have three patents, one on visual design, two on functionality, and Rogers is infringing on the patents. What an um, asshole. Keurig loses... In 2013, Keurig appeals and loses again. Damn. In 2014, Rogers turns right around and sues Keurig for antitrust and unfair competition. They have a monopoly. Wow. Um, The Keurig 2.0 was designed to lock out competitors. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Knockoff cups were everywhere, mm-hmm. like probably right after they lost these lawsuits. Rogers accused Keurig of using its monopoly power to force distribution partners into exclusive agreements. Keurig was threatening brewers about the lockout technology, and they were talking shit about Rogers products. They were making false disparaging comments. Damn. At the time, Keurig was a $4 billion company 25 times bigger than Rogers. It was a total like David and Goliath kind of story. Rogers sued Keurig and won. Nice. There's now a class action suit because Keurig was found to be an antitrust monopoly. If you bought a brand of K-Cups other than Keurig between 2010 and 2020, you can go ahead and become a part of this civil suit. There's $31 million. Yeah, set but aside it, for you. After nice. they split that up, everyone's getting like 42 cents. Right. Right. <laughs> but the attorneys are going to get $16 million. Oh, you're so right. Nice. Yeah, good, good for those for attorneys. Yeah. So um, that's the that's the interesting story about the Rogers company. Um, I was trying to figure out like where this particular coffee might actually come from. It Nobody really right wants here, to talk about origin. It comes from Arabica. Oh. <laughs> Does it say it comes oh. from Arabica? <laughs> no. I'm like, yeah. We can tell which one of them dropped out of high school. 
No, it just says organic okay. Arabica coffee. And I do find that to be, it says fair trade. So we'd have to narrow it down. Oh, fueled by love. So we have three things to narrow it down. Which one of these coffee farms is certified fueled by love? <laughs> There's got to only be a couple of them on the planet. Um, all of the coffee available for sale on the Rogers website, the Organic Coffee Company website, is a Central American blend. They have seven organic varieties. One is a Sumatra. This is probably so a blend. I presume this is a Central American blend. Probably. Um, and since it's the father of all dark roasts, I assume it's going to be pretty fucking dark. Is there mm-hmm. enough whiskey left in that bottle? Maybe not to get wasted, but I think that's about all I've got, you guys. I think that's the uh, I think that's the story. Well, that's a great run up. Shall we brew some coffee? Fuck yeah! All right. Hey, I'm Will, and I'm Cat. Oh, that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> if you love 1980s pop culture, you'll love 1980s now. Each week we discuss our favorite 1980s media. Like movies, TV shows, music. Yeah, we chat with our favorite 1980s celebrities. Let's see, we got a lot of those. Uh. And sometimes it's more meaningful, like affirmations with D. Wallace. And other times, uh, Alex Winter tells us what Bill and Ted's phone booth smells like. Smelly. But it's always fun. And sometimes there's a surprise game, like right now, because once again, it's time to play... When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, darn. I thought you had some. <laughs> you don't have to miss the 1980s. You can have your 1980s now. Because that's the name of the show. Did it, you think people got that part? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> you guys. Happy birthday, Steph. So I didn't know what to make. I know that you like chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I made you that chocolate tort that we had at Joanna's house. Very excited about the chocolate tort and homemade whipped cream. Yes. So I made this for you. Happy birthday. So now we got to sing happy birthday, but an abridged version. Happy birthday to you. You live in a zoo. You smell like a monkey. And you look like one, too. We're going to get sued. (laughs) You don't really look like a monkey. You might smell like one. (laughs) Just kidding. You smell lovely. (laughs) All right. Let's do the olfactory reveal before I go grind this bad boy up. All right. (laughs) There was a chip company that had compostable bags for a minute. I do remember that. And the big complaint was how obscenely loud the bags were. Like, I can't eat chips without my wife hearing me. <laughs> I don't remember what that company was. But they, they dropped the whole idea because the annoying I mean, it is sound an annoying. and feel of the bags yeah. wasn't and, even worth it. And it does have kind of like a like a cheap plasticky, like it broke easily. It doesn't mm. have like a lot of... It smells like a dark roast. Oh, yeah, for sure it smells dark dark AF. The father of all dark roasts. Um, so, yeah, I bought this one because it seemed like their most like house brand that they had out of all of them. This one seemed to be what epitomized their brand the most. Well, plus it ties in with their new album. What's the name of their new album? The Father, Father of, of All Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't even mean to do that. Look at that. Another little tie-in. Um, this is Billy Joe's favorite roast. Is it? This See? This is his. Look at this me. This is his. I figured it out. Ideal roast. Okay. Do you I'll, wanna... I'll save the description for when we drink it. It's a pretty so, lame description. It basically, me and Billy Joe, Joel. Joel? Joe. Joe. Okay. Do not confuse Billy Joe. Oh, and do Billy not. Joel. Steph right. will stab you. <laughs> right. She loves Billy Joel. I mean, I may have a new crush on Billy Joe. Yeah. But I mean, I have a decades long love affair with Billy Joel. And yeah. it's really hard not to um, confuse those two when you're speaking without thinking. <laughs> Which is all the speaking I do. No filter. 100%. <laughs> Hashtag no filter. It's not as burnt dark as I thought it would look. Steph likes a dark roast. Ooh. It's not as oily as I expected, but it definitely has a nice, strong, dark roast smell. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um very dark. It's uh, It looks a little bit like charcoal. <laughs> a little bit. It's not black, though. It's not it's that dark. It's a very, dark. very dark brown. It's not black. I would say that's a second crack. Like, this thing is You like, took it beyond, like, second crack and kept crackalacking? How many uh, cracks are there? Can you get to, like, two. seven? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the second crack is done, it's basically where this is, which is, like, a Vienna roast. Um, it doesn't look as disgusting as it could, though. It'll be 
very, very coffee I'm not forward, gonna... you know, in, in flavor, like not... roasted coffee flavor. I don't know if I'm going to call it like third weight specialty coffee, though. I feel like if Billy Joe could have just stopped at any Starbucks when he was on tour <laughs> to get this. <laughs> he like, didn't even need to start a coffee company. Start... <laughs> Punks um, don't go to Starbucks, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's Can not going to be a real sellout. Him being like, I'll have a grande half calf <laughs> wearing lululemons right <laughs> just came from pilates hold the whip oh who am i kidding extra whip that's me every time i actually go to starbucks though which is very very infrequently but when i go like i lean into starbucks they're like do you want whipped cream on that and i'm like hell yeah i do you are kind of like a whipped cream fanatic i mean when I we go to breakfast occasionally whatever you get you're like can you put more whipped cream on that <laughs> can i have a waffle with whipped cream covering the entire top of the waffle i remember one I time we were out it. and jenny like asked for a side of whipped cream and they brought her like a little bowl <laughs> of whipped cream i can't help it i love it i love it too i was one I of those kids who so had like much. the little slice of pumpkin pie on the oh of hell yes oh, that's yeah. what's up. that yeah. is so what's yeah. up well you cool are whip, gonna though. okay cool whip let me Ugh. go this coffee I don't, I don't love the smell of it brewing. I had higher hopes based on their, their story for why they started this coffee company. My expectation is that I am going to have less of a problem with this coffee than you and Marcus. I'm a dark roast person. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be like a great cup of coffee, but I, I'll be surprised if I'm like really grossed out by it. Yeah, the reason why these coffees, the dark coffees are so popular is because they are so accessible. When you roast them this long and you end up with like a sweeter, darker, roasted coffee flavor, it's just, it's got broad spectrum appeal mm. when they get to this point. Especially if you're adding cream or sugar. Right. They stand up really well. So I suspect this will not be a bad cup. It has a really, it almost has a little bit of that look like the Cafe Du Monde coffee had. Yeah, it's really dark, and mm -hmm. it's got the little, like, dark brown bubbles around it. Yeah, this is very dark. Um, okay, so father of all dark roasts, according to the website, this is the description, darkest of the dark, shockingly smooth. Hmm. It's roasted long and slow instead of at full heat. Long and Unlike slow. Unlike your average coffee roasted at full heat. I don't know what I'm, they, I, don't I feel know what like they either. don't know what they're talking about. Hang on, long, I'm trying to, uh, let me picture this in my mind. Full heat, you know, full heat could be, you know how, Marcus, there's some roasters who are like, crank it all the way up and then crank it all the way down during roasting. Yeah. That could be full heat. It could be full heat. Or, or it could be that they have a giant coffee roaster and they have two settings. <laughs> Fast and slow. <laughs> right. High and low. Full heat and medium heat. <laughs> a rich flavor without burnt beans a dark cup of joe that will kick your ass and soothe your soul. I feel like they missed an opportunity to say a cup of Billy Joe. <laughs> oh, I like that. They missed an opportunity. You know what? Mm. Oakland, you can have that one. You can have that one. If you want to update your website, I'll give it to you. <laughs> That's from Modest Marketing Our Department. Billy's Joe. <gasps> Billy's Joe. Oh my gosh, why didn't they call it Billy's Joe? Yes. Mm. They need that's because they don't have modest coffee in their marketing department. It does not smell awesome in my cup. It doesn't smell awesome in my cup either. It smells like a lot of our flavored coffees without the flavoring agent. Yeah. We did order this coffee a little while ago. Like it's probably not super fresh. Okay, but it doesn't have a roast date on it. Mm. It has a Best Buy date. And oh. we are well within the Best Buy. Okay. I mean, I thought about that too, about roast date. But no, they're not going on roast date, which also is telling yeah. of what they're trying to do here. Yeah. <sighs> Green Day. But you know what? They weren't coffee prodigies at five <laughs> i mean what else should i have expected oh gosh <sighs> no bad reviews no bad reviews <laughs> wow your face looks like my aunt's when she heard green day's first album <laughs> did they just say masturbation <laughs> um Something that I thought was funny was that Walmart wanted Green Day to provide them with an edited version 
of their albums because Walmart wouldn't sell anything with obscenities. And Green Day refused. Absolutely just would not sell their albums at Walmart. Good for them. I'm pretty sure their coffee is available. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. So they only draw the line so far. Right, Mm -hmm. right. They're not like anti-corporate. They're not anti-Walmart. Yeah, they'll take their money if it's on their terms. Have you tried this coffee yet? I've tried it. It tastes like your typical, I mean, sorry, your typical ultra dark roast. Have I never had a ultra dark roast before? I don't think you have. I mean, mean, I've had Starbucks before. I've had Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, it's in the same vein. I don't know. This is acrid. I mean, it's got a little, little bitter ring to it. I'm trying to be not bad review here, Jenny. I mean, I haven't given it any review yet. I'm just talking about it. Um, this is just me figuring out what my no bad review will be. You know, I'm not surprised. This is just a fairly, your fairly ubiquitous, typical kind of dark, ultra dark roast. All right. You know what? To give it a no bad review, I'm going to have to add some some stuff. Let me start dumping stuff in here. Too bad I can't do the whiskey. Damn you, sobriety. Yeah. It is a little bit more bitter than I was hoping it would be based on the website description that promised me absolutely zero bitterness. Mm -hmm. It's a little flat. It just doesn't have much going on. Yeah. I put sugar and I put cream in it, and that's where I'm finding it to be palatable. I'm finding it to be um, more drinkable. I am able to swallow it (laughs) with cream and sugar. Yeah. It, um, It just doesn't have as much coffee flavor as you would assume it it would i mean it really it's like i feel like the bitterness and the there's like a sourness to it almost mm-hmm. that is definitely at the forefront i really i thought there would be more of a coffee flavor yeah i'm like spoiled on your stupid good coffee and i can't no. appreciate a lousy cup of coffee the way i used to be able to i guess i would ask are you going to move on I'm going to add whiskey, and I'm going to add Jenny's homemade whipped cream. I had that same idea with the whipped cream. Homemade whipped cream. That's good. With vanilla and a little bit of sugar and a lot of creaminess. That might just satisfy the requirement for cream and sugar. I'll start there before I add the whiskey. A little dab will do you. I'm getting hints of, or not hints. What's the the opposite of a hint? (laughs) I'm getting beat over the head with dark coffee flavor. Yeah, the homemade whipped cream. So adds, for me, does it? Yeah, add some some character to it. Hmm, this is actually not as bad. It's much better now. So if you're looking for a coffee, if you're looking for something to go with your whipped cream, I think this coffee is the coffee <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, I think that is definitely a good complement to a big old spoonful of homemade whipped cream. I was hoping that today would be a whiskey day because <laughs> yeah. it's my birthday. Um, and, you know, we've found that whiskey and dark roast tend to go well together. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, the whiskey and the whipped cream, I mean, it's definitely much improved. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I put cream and sugar. That wasn't enough for me. Homemade whipped cream did it. That mm. pushed it over the edge. Oh, that whipped cream is so good. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. I think if you're um, if you're a punk and you really like a very dark roast, then I would like to say if you're a mainstream punk, though. So I think if you're like a not if you're an underground punk, if you're like a real punk, <laughs> I don't know that you're gonna want to dig on like on Green Day coffee. Sellouts. Yeah, yeah. Those sellouts. Right. <laughs> I do feel like they, you know. I get it. They made it big. That's great for them. They sound like they started out as really cool guys. They're probably still really cool guys. I am feeling a little annoyed about their selling out of the coffee, though. Yeah. That, yeah, like, they, is a sellout. I feel like they phoned it in on the coffee. Yeah, they really did. You know? Mm-hmm. They're like, eh. When you're telling a story of, like, all I could get was bad coffee on the road, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. Unless, like, what you think is good coffee is bad coffee. But th- that's what I'm saying is, like, you can get this coffee anywhere on the road like this is like f- you fairly get this at a gas station yeah. for sure especially right. as this cools like the whipped cream's not doing it for me yeah. anymore so i um, i refuse i'm with you i refuse to believe that that he toured and was just like oh i missed this flavor in my cup yeah they could like have... i couldn't get this fa- flavor anywhere else 
In, but on the tour bus, me roasting it myself, bullshit. I'm calling any bullshit T- on that. Any TA travel stop on the road has this coffee, in, and it's been sitting there for like four hours and in the drip. I'd like to you say, though, it. that it is popular, so therefore, it can't be bad. <laughs> if Mark Americans love it, it can't be bad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. It's not bad. There you go. Um, I would like you, Billy Joe Armstrong, to email us with your mailing address and we will send you a bag of our modest dark roast coffee and you will understand what a good dark roast is and i may or may not send you my underwear too (laughs) why why he doesn't want men's underwear oh he's bisexual oh maybe he does (laughs) we'll both send him our underwear sounds right a pair of underwear from all three of us do you mind being in on this dirty little package not the pair i'm wearing today but i will pick out something nicer okay (laughs) (laughs) anyways who's this coffee for this coffee i think is for any sellout mainstream punk band blink 182 (laughs) good charlotte avril lavigne this coffee's for you it's so hard to get this coffee on the road, so definitely I'm with you, Machine Gun Kelly. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Are you a long haul trucker? This coffee might be for you. Hmm. You can get K cups of this coffee too, you guys. Oh. This is for the bougie truck driver. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> Who has yeah. a lot of room in the trunk to store the used packaging to eventually turn in yeah. <laughs> to a composting center somewhere along the drive. It's definitely for Billy Joe. Oh, it's yeah. his favorite. It, it might just be for Billy Joe, just himself. I'm going to call bullshit. I don't think he's drinking this. I bet you he doesn't drink it either. <laughs> I think they invested their money in it, and they don't drink it because they're, like, gross. Do you think he's still, like, roasting his own with a popcorn popper? Yes. Uh-huh. Probably. He's probably doing, like, a ultra-light roast third wave coffee on his popcorn popper in his kitchen. Right. Getting it from Sweet Maria's. Oh, yeah, for like sure. we all did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's got it, like, next to an open window for exhaust. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Don't forget to open that window. Seriously. One third of a pound at a time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think he's doing. All right. Well, I guess that's our episode, guys. Uh, That's a wrap. Green Day Coffee. No bad reviews here. And uh, (laughs) um, if you want to contact us, you can DM us on in social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. You can send us an email at hello at No Bad Reviews Podcast dot com. If you want to support us financially, something that we would really greatly appreciate, you can find us on Patreon. Only four bucks a month, and you get Love It or Leave It bonus episodes. We record um, unfiltered, our raw opinion. Buy us a cup of coffee. There are some bad reviews on there, that's for sure, and we don't hold back. There are. Yeah. So if you want to hear um, our Love It or Leave It episodes and support us um, directly, Today, we're going to be trying coffee-flavored Peeps. Marcus, for some reason, thought we needed five packages of them. I think that's going to be more than enough. We're each eating an entire package of (laughs) coffee-flavored Peeps. And then we're each taking home an extra package for later. (laughs) We didn't not need them. That's for sure. So that'll be up on Patreon. That's our Easter Patreon, Love It or Leave It episode. And also, please tell a friend about our podcast. That helps us grow and reach more people, which is ultimately what we want is lots and lots and lots of people listening to us. And they say coffee is best with a friend anyway. That's true. Nobody wants to drink coffee alone. That's why the three of us are here instead of just one of us. You get three for the <laughs> price of one. <laughs> Trying coffee so you don't have to. Unless you want to after you hear this episode. <laughs> I don't know if you want to after this one, though. Anyways, so we love you so much. Thank you for your support, Whatever, wherever you are. Thanks, everyone. I hope you had the time of your life. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.